Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Miss Haven Salgado of Babasaurus Fitness, coming out of Kashmir, Washington. Haven, what's going on? How are you? Great. Yourself? I'm doing tremendously. I'm excited to have you on. I'm excited to announce that this is probably my favorite gym name that we've had on the podcast to date. <laughs> so uh, kudos to you there. Now, Haven, before we dive into all of the fun of, of strategy and tactics and, and business operations, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Babasaurus name and, and what this business actually is before we get started? Absolutely. So the name, funny enough, was actually a nickname from me from an ex. He would call me Babasaurus Rex because I get a little cranky when I'm hungry. Um, I think all of us do. <laughs> so um, it stuck. And I honestly thought, what a great name for a gym or for a studio to remind people that you're a babe. Like, I don't care whether you're male. I don't care whether you're female. I don't care what age you are. If you put in the effort, you're a babe. And it takes a rock star to be able to come through and do something like this. So I just was like, you know, Babasaurus Fitness. Like, it just, it just fit. There was something about it that I absolutely loved and I stuck with it. And I've had a lot of people go, what does that mean? And I'm just like, well, you know, you're a babe. And it's just a complete conundrum in itself. And I don't, well, you don't have any explanation for it. Yeah. And so the branding hit, we are certainly eye-catching in that sense. When did you get this whole thing rolling? When did you actually launch um, I started in October of 2021. I was having a long day at work doing my nine to five as a bartender and server. And I just had it up to my eyeballs and, and, and waiting tables. I was ready to, to stop serving somebody else and start serving somebody for a purpose. And yeah. so I uh, hopped online and I started my business. I knew that I wanted to call it Babasaurus. I just wasn't sure how it was going to look and how it was going to feel. And um, went on online, applied for my business, and I just started to roll from there. And so Babasaurus is born. What was your goal with getting this rolling? I know that, that you mentioned getting a little bit tired of the, the traditional nine to five, but give me a, a little bit bigger of a picture here. What, what did you envision this looking like at the beginning? At the beginning, I really wanted to, um, I wanted to have my own time. I wanted to be able to do what I wanted to do. And um, for me, that was trying to coach people online. I wanted to take the time so I had clients here and there and I could long-term goal, you know, be on my own and be able to coach people from wherever I am at. But then I realized that that wasn't the route that I wanted to go. I really discovered that having a one-on-one -on -one relationship with the customers and my clients was by far more important than touching an app saying, good job, congratulations, you did some, you did, you did a great job today. I didn't feel like that was gonna be my niche. I'm more of a people person. So I really had to um, 
in that first couple months of starting to structure everything, decide what was going to be the best route for me. And it, it was going to be the one-on-one -on -one for me the most. Sure. And so the model comes to life. We we're focusing on the one-on-one -on -one space. And then you mentioned that's because you wanted to, to really have the connection of the, the personal side of personal training. I think that gets lost a lot of the time in fitness mm -hmm. when we talk about personal training. Now, for you, we, we've just recently launched this, so we don't have a ton of experience overall, but what's been your favorite part about owning your own business? And, and then as a follow-up to that, what's been the hardest part of running your own business? Uh, my favorite part about running my own business is that I do get to set my own schedule. Um, most of my clients are first thing in the morning. So I have the luxury to do uh, business promotion for a few short hours of the early morning after I'm done training my clients. And then I kind of have the rest of the day to take care of myself, my health, my family's health, whatever household uh, chores need to be taken care of. Um, being there for my kids has been one of my biggest goals that I've worked for for the last five or six years. And so this now allows me to have the time for my kids that I've really wanted. Um, and so the biggest struggle I think that I'm discovering as a business owner is forcing myself, scheduling the time to promote my business, because now I'm like, oh, I have the luxury to kind of just do what I want, but really I don't. And I kind of have, I kind of forget about that sometimes. So then I have to reevaluate my tasks for the day and say, no, you need to set two hours aside for business promotion on Instagram, on some Facebook, you need to do some weekly posts set up. Um, so that's been my biggest struggle is actually dedicating more time than I'm allowing myself to. I think every gym owner that will ultimately listen to this knows what you're talking about with time being the tightest resource of all. Um, and so Walk us through, I mean, and you, you, you mentioned a little bit of the social media piece of this being a, a big driving force in the expansion of your brand. Walk us mm -hmm. through what that actually looks like. What are you doing on Instagram, on Facebook? Um, I have daily posts that are posted as far as um, what I'm promoting, what kind of services I offer, uh, what kind of group I'm trying to reach out to. Um, different little pictures that go along with them that are maybe a little inspirational for somebody reminding them that, you know, they're, they, we've all started somewhere. I started somewhere. It's not easy getting out of your comfort zone that I'm there to coach people um, in a compassionate and a comprehensive way to understand what it's like to start with something new like that. Um, and then I do a lot of in-person talking as a bartender is my part-time job. I talk to a lot of people first face-to-face -face about what I do. And that's a huge out of my comfort zone area for me. So what I'm doing as a personal trainer is very far out of my comfort zone. I'm very much of an introvert. I like not being the center of tension. I don't want people to look at me, but in order to promote yourself, you got to talk. You've got to tell people about what you do. You got to explain your passion to people. And so everywhere I go and people say like, oh, what do you do during the weekday besides bartend on the weekends? 
I'm a personal trainer. This is what I do. This is my passion. I've got clients that range from 20 years old to 62 years old so that my customers and my potential clients know that there's no age that I'm not willing to train um, because there are a lot of people who are scared to step out of that comfort zone and try fitness for their first time. So it is a little bit of online, um, a multitude across Instagram and Facebook. Sometimes I do a little bit of posts on Twitter. I really don't feel like I'm going to touch the people that are in my community yeah, that I want. Really yeah, sustainable. no, it's not. So I really focus on my local community, people in the Wenatchee area, people here in Kashmir, people in the Leavenworth area, just trying to draw them in to knowing that they have somebody they can trust because I, I grew up here. I, okay. I know a lot of people in this valley. So yeah, it sounds like it's been more mostly organic to this point, getting content out mm -hmm. and interacting with people. Do you think at any point that you'll put some money or a budget into actually advertising on those platforms? Um, I do every once in a while do an ad boost on Facebook uh, for my business. So then I get some extra hits and then I get some extra contacts from people who are not in my immediate social group or that are just, you know, know some people that know who I am because that's how I have my ads set up that reaches out to friends of my friends kind of just get my name out there and actually it has been working I uh had a gal that was a patron at the bar the other day who goes hey I remember seeing your ad on the cashmere Facebook page like you're a personal trainer right here in cashmere so people recognize me and that's probably yeah. one of the reasons that I haven't stepped out of the bartending scene in this area yet because I see so many of these people through all three of the bars that I work and yeah. they're like, Hey, I know you. Yeah. What's your, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. And then they, and then they Those start asking the people questions. that need our training the most, right? <laughs> it's yeah. weird to have my foot on one end and then the other at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Walk me through what a, a typical sales process looks like. Haven, if somebody reaches out to you interested in training, what's that process like before they're actually officially signed up? Are they, are we sitting down for a conversation? Is this a phone call? Is this over Zoom? How does this look? So depends on how they reach out to me. If a customer calls me, I immediately try to set up a, a consultation, you know, come in, let's talk, let's ask a few questions. You know, have you ever worked with a personal trainer before? Have you ever done fitness before? What makes you nervous about doing it? Um, how long have you been thinking about fitness? Like what's your overall goals for this? I kind of try to get the best understanding of where my clients coming from um, in person. If it's somebody who reaches out to me via messenger, I ask the series of questions again. I try to get them into a, a consultation. I always want to get my customers and my potential clients into my office so that we can close the door so that they know that this is a safe place so that they can explain and be vulnerable with me about what it is they want to do because it is a huge vulnerability um, line for people to expose themselves like that and so um, and then once I get them in we most definitely go over prices and stuff but I really try to grasp where they're going to be at with how many days a week they want to work out. Do they want to do a hybrid session? Do they prefer one-on-one? -on -one? Most anybody that I talk to wants a one-on-one -on -one session. It seems like a lot of people really need to have somebody give them some direction. Um, I feel like a lot of more of my clients that I do, potential clients that I do talk to, 
are afraid to go to the gym. They are afraid to go and get out of their comfort zone and go try something that they've never done. They're afraid somebody's looking at them and watching them. And so I remind them that, you know, if we, you come on here, you're not going to be watched in the gym. There's nobody watching you in the gym. Like, um, it's a, it's a process to really get people to feel comfortable. And so building that rapport has been the one thing that I work on the most with my clients. Um, how do I get them to finally let their guard down and say, okay, let's do this. And some of them it's easier. Some of them it's like pulling teeth. I mean, it's taken them years to even have the conversation with somebody right. about their health. So, you know, some of them I have to really nurture, you know, a weekly check-in, like, how are you doing? How, is it, would you like to meet soon? Just con a constant check-in with them until they're ready to take that step. Yeah. Do you track conversion or, or how many people we actually sign up out of how many leads we have? I do. I do have a tracker sheet for that and it has all of the options for me to be able to set whether we're just in conversation mode, whether we're closing it, whether I've lost that client. Okay. Um, and then uh, some of them, like I just put nurture because I do have a lot of potential clients that I'm still nurturing that are Got still it. talking with me that are still like, know that I'm there. And as long as I'm in the forefront of their mind, when it comes to fitness, I know that they're going to cross that line soon enough. Yeah. We've, got, we've talked about how, how you find and how you sign up new clients, but Haven, paint the bigger picture here for me. What's kind of the, the long-term goal for you with all of this? Uh, long-term goal. Uh, so like I had said before, I'm working inside an office space. I have my own office located inside an already established gym here in Kashmir, Washington. Um, the owner wants to retire in five years and I want to own this gym. I want this to be mine. And I, my goal is to establish enough of a client base and to revenue enough over the next five years that I can buy this location from John so that I will have an established location. Um, I live right here in Kashmir. I'm been in this community for the last six years. So I love this place and I don't, I don't want to go anywhere else. So that has been my, that's my five-year plan at this moment is to put in as much time and as much effort and to get as many clients signed on to come in here and, you know, see that this is the place and then eventually, eventually buy it from John and, and make it mine. And yeah. then, and then have a gym for my kids and be able to promote health for them and, and all their friends and, the community overall because I mean it's a small community we're in about a, a population of about 3,200 people here so it's not not huge and it's not small but it's community still and so I want to stay in this community and I want to take care of this community in a healthy way the best way that I can possibly offer yeah. and so five years from now I mean if he does sell I hope that it's me and I hope I have the revenue to bring to the table to say hey you know I want to buy this from me sure and then, now, five years is a, a pretty long on-ramp. It, it certainly gives you time to build this. Do you think in that time window, you'll continue adding clients to the point where you might need to hire somebody else to help you with this? I mean, that's a potential, uh, but I'd like to not have to. It's a, it's a very small gym. And I think that if I did have enough clients, I could quit my part-time job. I mean, that's the goal is to not have a part-time job to make this my absolute full-time. 
Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. train people because I live in a community where yes you do have your nine to five but you also have your seasonal you have your swing shifts you know just like anywhere else so to be able to accommodate people of all different shifts you know, we have the service industry so you have servers who don't go to work till three o'clock in the afternoon who True. have all day to be able to work out or vice versa people who go to work at three o'clock in the morning and they need a six o'clock in the afternoon workout session with a trainer i want to be available for an array of clients no matter what their schedules are so to hire somebody eventually that would be cool to be able to have a partner that comes on and trains customer trains clients and has just as much of a passion for fitness as i do um but at the same time like i would like to be able to have something that belongs to me and yep. you know that i've worked for and i don't want to jeopardize because somebody may not have the same passion and desire that i do sure and, and the cool part about running your own business is that you get to make that decision. And so mm -hmm. entrepreneurship mm -hmm. certainly allows us a number of opportunities like that. Haven, that's a really good place for us to begin to wrap our conversation up. But before we sign out of here, where can people learn a little bit more about what you do? Is there a website? Is there social media? Where can people go? I do. I have a babysourcefitness.com. Um, that is my website that I built myself. So it might look a little confusing or it might look really good to you. I don't know. I also have a baby source fitness on Instagram and uh, I have my Facebook page, which is actually Haven Salgado CPT because I do that as a, a DBA, um, which trying to get, you know, all of the merchandise ready so that I have attire I can wear it out to also promote myself in my community with a shirt that says my business name, personal trainer, all of the extra things that you know you can possibly do to promote yourself in person fantastic well haven i really really appreciate you sharing uh, an insider look into your business and i'm excited to see what the future of this holds for you it sounds like there's a lot of untapped potential so we'll certainly be watching from the sidelines i can't wish you the best or i can't wish you any better <laughs> we thank you for your time thank you joe Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Chris with B3 Fitness out of Boston, Massachusetts. Chris, what is going on, man? How are you feeling today? How's it going, JJ? Thanks for having me on. Uh, super excited to be here. Happy to share my experience as a gym owner. And just, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. 
hundred percent. Look, we're excited to have you on Chris as well. And look, before we dive in to the nitty gritty of what you have going on with B3 fitness, you know, first we want to give you the floor here, give you an opportunity to go ahead and give the viewers a little perspective. How do you describe B3 fitness? What is it? How would you explain it in your words? So B3 Fitness is just a brand that's built on obviously helping people. We're in the personal training space, uh, virtual training, and online training. Um, so kind of touch all three of those. And as far as the gym and the B3 Fitness Studios goes, we are a private training facility based out of Boston, Mass. Um, we have two locations, and it's just meant for trainers to help run their own businesses, uh, get out of the corporate gym world, and kind of just learn learn that space and so we all of all of our trainers are independent contractors who just come in and use the space um at their leisure bring their own clients in and just kind of go from there i love that i love that it's such a such a, a straightforward concise answer great way way to show the ownership right really that you have your hand in the back end there you really know and understand your business fully that is awesome chris and so you know, I want to dive into the business here and start with the bare bones basics, right? We'll, we'll start real slow and just with the obvious. Um, you know, Chris, how many view? I'm sorry, not viewers here, but how many members are you serving currently? So we we technically don't have a membership uh, style business. So we serve about thirty trainers at a time within the studios, um, ranging from them doing two sessions a week, anywhere up to 40 to 50 sessions a week. So we have 30 different trainers working in different amounts at the studios um, and there's no membership there. So their clients are just coming in, paying them directly. The trainers are renting from me for an hourly rate and that's basically how it goes. I love that. I love that. So, so you refer to them as, as clients, essentially. I'm sorry. So we'll, we'll say clients going forward. Um, and I think that's great. I think that's a great concept, right? When you're, you're kind of, you're using the space as your benefit versus just using your time, right? I think that's the biggest. A lot of people or a lot of gym owners, trainers, they 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 trade time for money versus here you're using your space and turning that into to revenue, which is smarter. Yeah. Uh, love the concept there, Chris. And so, you know, obviously you have a, a bunch of different trainers there and, and it is, I'm sure this is going to be a unique answer for you. So kind of curious, um, what's been the best method of getting new people through the door, whether it's for yourself, and I'm not sure if you market for your trainers as well, if they do their own marketing, but how do you get new people through your doors? Um, yeah, so definitely it's, so at first, um, just give a little background on that so I can set that answer up. So we opened in, um, October of 2020, kind of the heart of the pandemic, um, corporate gyms had been closed and then actually where I'm located in Boston ended up closing again in early 2021, um, January, wow. February area. So what happened was I was just um, trying to provide a space for trainers to use. Um, I was formerly at a corporate gym. Um, so I had a lot of connections there and it was uh, amongst the other gyms in the cities as well, just friends and, and uh, colleagues and whatnot. And really from there, I just reached out to everyone that I thought would be a good fit for the space. People that I knew were respectful and uh, had a good client base. And then from there, honestly, we got the initial amount of 15, 20 trainers in. And from there, it's really just been word of mouth. Um, I, I don't really do much marketing. I obviously, I have a studio's Instagram page, um, but we just post um, the occasional whatever on there. Just obviously a picture of the space if we put a new logo up or any renovations we do. But besides that, it's just all organic marketing through word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And I think obviously uh, I always say organic or, or just word of mouth in general is a testament to how good your fulfillment is, right? You guys are good at what you do. People talk, 
it's inevitable, right? If you weren't, you get cancellation. So in the other turn, you do well and you get referrals, which is awesome. And I think that's a, a great point to kind of show it to the viewers, right? It's like, if you're good at what you do, inevitably you're going to get other members, right? And I think a, a big component here too, you can't like, you can't not take into consideration. We have to take into consideration is, is how strong of a community base you already had prior, you know, you already had that kind of established. So I think that's awesome when you can kind of, you know, keep your word, be a, a good person in your community. It really does serve you well, right? It's just the simple things that you can't teach just being a good person. So I love that, Chris. I think that's great. I think that's great. Congratulations to you there. I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know that you, uh, you had two locations either. So yeah. congrats to that too. Um, and so, you know, kind of curious as well, and, and I know this is going to be a hard number to kind of gauge, but uh, an estimate is totally fine. Um, you know, I, I, I know, because uh, you said, I think we mentioned off air, you're about at 90 members or so, correct? Say that again. Uh, you're about at 90 clients or so, I'm sorry. Currently, yeah, no, in so total. In my, it, it varies, obviously. As far as my personal brand goes, I do in-person, online, and virtual sessions. And obviously, some of those are hybrid. Somebody may do in person and online, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we range anywhere from time of year. Uh, summer is obviously sometimes slower, springtime and New Year's resolutions. We range anywhere from like 60 to 90 clients on my own. Okay. Oh, on your own? Yes. Oh, so so we have 30 trainers within the space and I, I honestly don't know how many clients they have because, because they're independent okay. contractors. I just kind of let them um, handle their own business as okay. long as they're bringing people to the space. Gotcha. Okay. And then, so then I apologize for that. So I'll specify this in accordance to you. So uh, with you, obviously, and, and we'll, we'll take this to consider to brick and mortar uh, clients here, just because obviously online, you can kind of go, <laughs> you can go anywhere. Yeah, I think it's sure. endless, but um, for, for brick and mortar sake, what is capacity? Let's say leads, traffic members, all these things and your clients were unlimited for you. I mean, how much higher can you go? What's the bar? What's capacity? Um, yeah, with the studio spaces, you got to think um, there's only so many hours in the day. Let's say you open from 5 to 9 p.m. So what's that, 16 hours or so? Um, there's six, And it's a one-on-one -on -one rental space, and there's two studios. So I guess per day, you could have 32 different sessions um, because uh, one, one trainer at each space, they can bring in multiple clients if they want. Um, but just yeah, at, at max capacity of one person at, at a time, I guess it's, yeah, it's 32, 32 hours booked a day. Um, yeah. Obviously wow. sometimes that's unrealistic because some people have jobs in the middle of the day or don't want to train at 9 PM at night. But um, yeah, we do a nice job trying to make, make the schedule work for everybody. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty close friends, with a lot of the trainers in there. So it's like, Hey, if yeah. I never interfere with somebody's business, but if two people want the same time, I kind of can go back and forth and see if anybody has any wiggle room to make it work for both people. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you, you definitely, it's almost like you're managing just a bunch of other trainers beneath. It's really essentially what it is, uh, being that gym owner there. I mean, there's a lot of components that you go into, do you go into it, but also kind of curious here too, you know, with managing that component and managing your clients, how do you track for yourself, you know, how long your members have been with you, cancellations, I mean, new members. I mean, how do you manage those metrics? Um, as far as managing the trainers go, I try to be as hands off as I can, because that's the whole purpose of them running their own business. Um, obviously I'm, I'm managing what slots are opening up recurring to make sure I can get as many trainers in there as possible, both from a business standpoint and from, for their benefit in their businesses. 
But no, I mean, within the, we have anywhere from 20 to 30 trainers at a time. And I'm just, obviously, I'm looking at the schedule daily to see who's booked in when and how I can help them. And besides that, um, trainers are free to come and go. Obviously, if, they, if they're like, hey, I'm going to take, people don't ever usually take their business elsewhere. They more so, or if they lose a client, then they're like, hey, I don't need that time slot anymore. But from a managerial standpoint, it's just pretty much helping. I obviously have a tracker as far as what times are open and what trainers are in or what time. So I'm just offering them different, different slots or trying to help them even get leads and stuff like that. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's awesome. I love that you're, you're really like the, the main source that, 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 that backbone for them. And I really want, I really tried to stay away from micromanaging for the, for the standpoint of, a lot of people get out of the corporate gym for that reason. They don't want, they want to run their own thing. So I'm not texting people like, Hey, why aren't you booked in today or something? That's just yeah. would be annoying out of me. So it's not who you are either. I, yeah, I just no. can't imagine you doing it either. So sure. that's awesome. I'm sure they appreciate that too. And they understand. I mean, they're, they're adults here, right? I mean, at that point, they should be able to handle their own business. It's your business. And sure. I mean, you can't babysit it fully. So obviously your name is, 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 is being represented by where you're taking them to, but, um, if they show up late for their own client session, I mean, is it really on you? Not really. So exactly. <laughs> you know, what can you do? So, um, and Hey, here's a question for, for your, your business specifically, and, and not just the rentals of the trainership, but you specifically, and I like to ask this question because it's kind of like a, a self-reflection, right? And it's a little bit of a longer winded question here, Chris. So if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. Yeah. Um, but we, we try to discuss on the podcast and what we have been discussing are the pillars of business. And there's three that we use pretty predominantly in the fitness gym industry space, right? And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, getting people through the door. Then you have your acquisition, which is just your sales, right? Getting somebody from being interested to being a paying client. And then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. Um, So Chris, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, definitely lead generation, um, from both a studio standpoint and a personal brand standpoint. Um, I have been working on that a lot as far as just client outreach goes, having more, um, coaching applications readily available. So people know where to sign up if they are interested and things like that. Um, we don't do any like direct marketing through Facebook or anything like that right now, um, which we would definitely love to tap into as we continue to grow the brand. Um, so that's definitely, I think, the area of where there's the most growth potential right now. Yeah. And uh, hey, I appreciate the tra- honesty and transparency with that response. Because again, I think regardless of success here, you put that to the side and you can still admit that you can still improve at, in places here. For sure. Chris, I think that's a big eye opener for the viewers and for everyone who is planning to open up a gym because they could see what you're doing and be like, whoa, like there's still room to improve. But I think that's things that's, that's, that's why you are successful because you just know like there's no room for satisfaction. So I appreciate sure. that. And so last two questions for you here, Chris, my two favorite questions, you know, what's the bigger picture? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? Honestly, the part of the reason why I started doing more online training was because you can obviously help more people um, via that platform. Whereas in person, you only, you have an hour or whatever it is to work with a client. And then you, you start limiting yourself by how many hours you can work in a day. Um, so that's really, I think the main objective is to continue to scale B3's online platform, um, hopefully employ more people, more assistant coaches under me, which then would allow us to continue to expand and reach more audiences and 
just help more people in general. Because obviously that's why everybody gets into business to make money. But at the same time, we're in a we're in an industry where we can we can make money and help people at the same time, which is obviously beneficial for both parties. Yeah, a hundred percent. You genuinely are changing lives here. I think that's that's hundred percent true for the trainers and for the people who are being trained. For sure. Um, and so one last question for you, Chris. My favorite question. Um, and this one, I really want to see your answer because you've given us some quality answers today. And I, I, if you can give me a, another one on this one, <laughs> I'll be surprised, man. This is a good question. So, um, you know, Chris, if you could go back in time to when you first started your gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and everything you understand, everything you've been through, and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear when you first started your gym, what would that advice be for you? Oh, that's a tough one because I think there's so much um, beauty in trial and error in that in that process. Like I learned so much from starting the first gym that I then could uh, employ in starting the second gym or studio, I should say. And so I did it uh, more cost effectively, had better systems in place and stuff like that. But honestly, uh, after seeing how much my online business has grown after hiring a mentor, I probably would have uh, seeked a mentorship in regards to opening gym originally. Um, maybe scale it a bit faster, get into profit margins quicker, all that stuff. Um, so I, I would say seek advice rather than trying to do it all on my own would be my number one piece of advice. Chris, that was a mic drop of an answer, man. I love it. I love the transparency. I'm not even going to ruin it here. I'm going to end it there like, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode, Chris. But it. before we sign out here, you know, um, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Yeah, definitely. Um, you can find me on Instagram at underscore B3 Fitness. Um, on Facebook, just uh, Chris Braley, B-R-A-L-E-Y, or there's a B3 Fitness uh, Facebook page as well. And those are really the two platforms I use the most. Um, and if, I mean, there's things like, TikTok as well, which is, just, they're all the same uh, handles as my, my Instagram is un underscore B3 fitness. Awesome. There we go. Look, Chris, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Just stick around for one second. If you can, so I can let you know how you're getting to the podcast. I would appreciate that, Chris. Um, I'm just going to sign everybody else out over here. Okay. Yes, sir. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate Appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Clinton from Clinton McKenzie Boxing Club out of London, United Kingdom. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. I'm very well. It's a lovely day in London. Sunshine as usual. You've got some good weather. So, yeah, I'm in good form. I love to hear that it's a sunny day over there. The, the sun hasn't peaked out over here quite yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, and I'm excited to have you here today, Clinton, to learn more about what you do within your boxing facility. But before we do that, and before we dive into the nitty gritty, give us a very, very brief backstory as to what it was that led to you becoming a fitness business owner. Well, it's like every sportsman, you know, after they finish their career, they wonder, you know, what are we going to do? What what can we do with ourselves? And I, I was one of those sportsmen. I was one of those sportsmen where, like, I've, you know, I've been a top fighter and uh, retired. And I didn't know what the hell to do with myself. And uh, my very good friend, Sugar Ray Leonard, um, I had a chat with him in the States, and he was doing something like this at the time, just past the time. He's got a lot more money than I had. <laughs> but he, he was doing this at the same time and I think um, the idea, I heard him on the radio and I thought that's what I want to do. I've never looked back. I've never looked back. It's something I love. It's something that I enjoy. Yeah. And, um, you know, just I love what I do. Yeah, and now, you know, you get to take that passion that you have for boxing and get other people involved and that's kind of a really good feeling when we're able to you know, help other people find their passion for boxing or health and fitness, whatever it might be. Um, it's a really nice feeling. So Clinton, I guess what I want to do, you know, from here is give us an elevator pitch of your boxing club. Tell us who you are, what services you have to provide, kind of paint a picture for us because all, you know, facilities are a little bit different and I really want to understand your business model so we can kind of break sure. it down for the listeners here. Okay. I'm, I'm Clinton McKenzie, I'm a former British and European boxing champion, 1976 Olympic finalist, yeah? Olympic finalist, and um, I run a boxing club in South East London, um, which is very, very, very successful. Um, people from all walks of life, um, you know, kids, um, I have gentlemen, I have women, you name it, I've got them all. And, um, you know, um, all right, you know, some kids are, um, I say no. We got people who you know uh, suffer from uh, mental uh, problems, and we take them in, and you know we have a good time. We have a good time getting fit, and also we got the other side. It was more serious. We got uh, the amateur boxers who, who, who like compete. So there's two sides of the business. So I think the main side of the business is obviously people just want to get themselves in shape and get fit. And they don't know how, they want to try something different. My my aim is to get those people through the door and show them they can lose weight, get fit, and have a good state of mind, and be in a good state of mind. And that's what my business does. It just helps people to 
feel better about themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's cool because with that, you're able to work with a pretty large population of people. Pretty much anybody can do this from the way that you're describing it. You could work with somebody who wants to lose weight. You could work with somebody who just needs a, an outlet for their mental health. You could work with somebody who wants to become a competitive boxer, right? Like pretty much anybody. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. Yeah, that's it. It's that's all. That's it all in one. I mean, um, it's a fantastic opportunity for someone who has never done this before and they want to try it out. Because as you know, uh, boxing has a stigma to it. And if you want to try it out, just get in the gym. If you want to get fit. This is one of the best ways to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. I really yeah, do I recommend it. And um, any shapes and size, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It really yep. doesn't matter. For sure, for sure. So, you know, right you know, now also, also, I find that people are worried about, you know, what punches do I throw? What what combinations mm -hmm. am I going to do? So mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about that. Just throw your arms. <laughs> it'll come eventually, you know, you'll you'll pick up. There's no pressure. Yeah. There's no pressure to learn, but you eventually learn. Right. And and that's great. You know, it, it gives that comfortability factor for anybody to really get involved. So Clinton, as things stand right now, how many clients are you currently serving? I'm saying I'm currently serving about two to three hundred clients. Wow. Depending on, um, well, after lockdown, um, obviously those numbers have gone right down, but obviously I've been trying to build it up again, yeah? So mm -hmm. that's been a big impact. So Okay. So, you know, before lockdown, you had, you know, two or three hundred people. Would you say that that were actively coming into the facility or how many people would you say on average are active members right now? I would say I've got 150 active members. Okay. Yeah. And, but you have the capacity like to handle much more than that. Is that correct? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm online as well. So there is that side of it as well. Mm hmm so with 150 clients right now and you know before covid you had 200 300 somewhere in that range is it your goal to get back up to those you know pre-pandemic numbers absolutely um so so how are you gonna do it tell tell me what you're doing to actively aid that growth process to get back there clinton well obviously um i just need to get my get my name out there again let people know that it's i'm still going because, you know, a lot of people think, oh, well, I don't think you're still around. So I just need to get it out there. But, you know, I'm still here and I'm online as well. So you can train from anywhere, you know, and that's why I'm promoting that as well. Because I want to be all over the place. I want to be everywhere. You know, I want to be on your screen. You want to get fit, you just tune in. I'm there. I'm going to yeah. be in your face. Ah, oh, Mackenzie, get up, get up, get punchy. You know? So you're saying like you want to be in, in their faces. So have you done anything yet? Like, have you done any sort of ads or flyers or like what sort of well, things? As you, you speak, as you speak, I mean, I've been working on the live stream. So, I mean, that's going well. I'm starting to get that into um, order, uh, mind and body. Um, I'm, I'm on that and I'm trying to push that. Because that goes all over the world, apparently. That's what they've been telling me. So... I'm just waiting for that to say off. So the more people know about it, the better. I'll be popping up everywhere soon. Yep. That's yeah. my aim. I want to yep. make as many people know about it as possible because 
this can work. This can get you fit. This can make you feel better about your life, your mental health. That's 100% for mental, mental health. It's 100% helps that. Yeah, so with that piece there and, you know, what you're working on, do you have somebody helping you with that piece or is it something that you have to add on, tack on to your responsibilities? Well, yeah, I've got a couple of uh, employees that I have helping me. So, you know, in this business, you need as much help as you can. I mean, sometimes I'm so tired, <laughs> but that's life. I, but I sort of enjoy that. And I'm a bit fun. No, I'm not yeah. weird, but if I'm not tired, I'm not dead enough. So yeah, yeah, no, I think that that's normal, right? If you're in the gym industry, like I feel like I don't know a gym owner that's not always yeah. tired. Yeah. Um, that's that's pretty typical. But so you know, I I want to ask you, you know, a way that I've seen a lot of fitness business owners getting front in front of the audience in their area is utilizing digital media, such as. Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube, places like that. Do you guys currently have a presence in those areas? Absolutely. You've got to be on Facebook. You've got to be on Google. You've got to be on Instagram. You've got to be on all of them. Social media is a great thing. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Um, you know, that helps to sell the business. You know, it gets your face out there, gets you in the picture. If you're not on social media, then you're not saying anything. You know, it's, it's a thing right. to be on. Social media is a great thing to be. It's a great yeah. thing for business. Uh, social media is good. And with, you know, organic social media, you know, just normal posting and things like that, we're able to generate word of mouth. People start talking and that's great for our business because, you know, that's a, a way for us to get new leads. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah. And then another way that I've seen people using Facebook and Instagram and from personal experience as well is utilizing, um, they have a feature on there where you can do digital ads. And so it's a targeted ad where you put something on Facebook. Maybe yeah. it's a picture of one of your boxers boxing, just a normal okay. yeah. everyday person. And then you go to kind of reach people in your community. So we could target women aged 18 to 35 that's and a good idea. That yeah. Could pop up on their social media. Is that something that you are aware of that you've tried, or is it kind of a new idea for you? No, I haven't tried that. That's that's a new idea. That's something I can look into. Yeah, know. it's it's yeah. huge. It's a great way because right now, I mean, we're living in such a digital world. You and I are here, we're meeting virtually, and everybody is working from home. And with them working from home, they're probably spending a lot more time on Facebook, on Instagram, aimlessly scrolling. Yeah. Totally so reach them there. It's perfect for our business. Um, so next question I have for you here, because I don't want to run out of time. I want to make sure we can kind of touch on a bunch of different topics here. Sure. What would you consider to be, you know, your biggest bottleneck or your biggest challenge when it comes to business right now? And what are you actively doing to kind of overcome that? Right. That's a good question. I mean, there's only so much amount of advertising you can actually do. Um, I, I think um, my main thing is obviously people, you know what was really good, I find um, that people come in and they, they talk, they've had a good time and they tell their friends. I find that that's really good. And I think that um, um, I need more people talking about it. 
to actually get the word out more. Because I'm doing everything, like you say, on Facebook, Instagram, um, Google, you name it. Um, but I don't think you can ever get enough advertising. You know, it's right. word of mouth is a great thing. Um, what am I actually doing to promote that? Um, I think I, I'm doing everything I know I can. But any ideas um, to yeah. get that along, uh, I'll be very interested. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think, to be honest with you, Clinton, that is the biggest struggle for every gym owner right now is like, how do we grow? How do we advertise? How do we get in front of this audience? And I think it's even harder now, like everybody is at home. And for some people, it there, it takes a lot to motivate them to leave their house to go to a gym. Not yeah. everybody is motivated to wake up in the morning and work out like you and I, right? Um, so it, it takes a lot to try to figure that out but you know sure. there's a lot of great resources out there um in the industry today to help you with you know how to get people in the, the front door um and just know you're not alone because I think everybody's struggling with that in their own unique way um, if I could hand you a magic wand, this is kind of a fun question. Get to oh. dream big here. If I could hand you a magic wand, all your dreams and all your goals for your boxing club have come true. What would that picture look like for you? When I picture all that, I think um, I'd have instructors everywhere with their own clubs, McKinsey Boxing Club. But, and they'll be all trained and, and you know, done my way, you know, and, and they'll be everywhere. That'd be my ideal situation. Um, and I'll leave a, a legacy. Okay. So, um, it just... Working out, because I think it's, it's still very underestimated. No, for sure. I would agree with you there. And I think, you know the possibility for growth in this industry is is pretty much endless and you can make that yeah, that's dream right. I agree. a reality yeah, absolutely yeah it's endless yeah um what do you feel like it's uberly important for you to really focus on right now to make that dream of you know multiple locations and coaches all around the world a reality keep popping up keep showing my face um and like yeah, because I use my age as, as, a, as a tool as well. You know, at 67, I'm still fit and strong, and I'm trying to tell people that if you want to keep keep your health, you know, start, you know, do exercise, exercise. This is the way I've done it, and it works. So if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah, That's what I try and tell them, yeah? And I think it's, um, it's quite positive. Because I look at myself in the mirror, and I think, yeah, not too bad. I just, I've grown a beard, actually. I never used to have that, but <laughs> <laughs> I started. I decided to get that one the other day. Absolutely, I, I love your mindset here, and I love that you just kind of have this continuous idea of growth in your head. And I'm very looking forward to seeing you continue to grow this thing and most importantly get back to where you were before this crazy pandemic blew in and changed our lives exactly yeah yeah um, but you know um it's something i love doing so it's it's something that i'm passionate about so right. 
it's something that I want to do. I want, I want, I want to do as much as I possibly can because I've seen the way it transpires and it helps people, and it, it's it, it makes them feel different and confident, right. and you know, it just does it. Yeah, that's, that's to me. That's what fitness is all about. It's yeah, about how you feel. Mm-hmm. And I think because you're so passionate about it now, it's like, you know, usually I get to talk to two different types of gym owners, somebody that's in it to change lives and help people, somebody that's in it for money. And sometimes there's somebody that's kind of in the middle. You definitely sound like the type of guy that's in it to change people's lives, help them get healthy, grow their passion of boxing. Like, cause you know, you're so, so motivated by that, your, your own passion and your own past in, in the sport. Yeah, I mean, I know what it's done for me. I think you can do, I think you did that for me, you can do it for anyone. Most definitely. It's the spice of life. It gives you energy, it gives you confidence, it gives you everything. And, you know, if you want to change your mindset, um, if you do this, I think you can do that. No, most definitely. And I appreciate you sharing, you know, your, your insight on the industry with us today, Clinton. It's been a pl- pleasure having you here on the show. What is the Facebook page or the, or the Instagram page? Where can we go to find you online? Well, Mackenzie Clinton or Boxing Fitness at ClintonMackenzie.com. Um, Great. Yeah. The, um, just putting Clinton McKenzie in, in the www.clintonmackenzie.com I'll pop up. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for being here today. Once again, listeners, thank you. We thank you. It's been a pleasure. Of course. Listeners, we thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, Fill out the link in the description and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.